Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. In this hour, I want to introduce to you another new family member, an extraordinary individual. Yes, I do. His name is Al Pearson, and he is a financial strategist. He's a coach. He's a trainer. He's a teacher. He's a pastor. He's a team builder, a businessman. And he's also the author of the book titled Aiming High, Thoughts, Quotes, and Phrases for the Business of Life. Couldn't get any better than that, right? Family, I invite you to the conversation with none other than Al Pearson. <laughs> well, hey there, Al. What's happening, Carol? How you doing? It's afternoon. Well, it's always afternoon with me, but it's uh evening. Good evening. Listen, I will not complain. You hear me? I will not complain. First of all, let me share with the family. I told Al months. Ago. I said, Al, you got to come and talk with us. You got to come talk with us. Al, I promise you, I was not running. I did not run away. You know, life was lifing at full speed. Okay. Oh, no. So, but here we are. Yes. <laughs> here we are. So I'm happy to have you here um, to talk with us. We, you know, we, we, from time to time, we dip into the conversation of finances because, you know, that's typically a conversation that we don't like to have. So here we are revisiting. Uh, about our finances. And we've, we've got you tonight to talk with us to give us some tips and all of that good stuff and tell us how we can properly invest our money amongst some other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first, what I want you to do, though, Al, is tell our family members a little about you. I'm, see, I'm ready to jump into the conversation, but I'd love for you to tell our family members a little about you first. Well, um, I've been in this industry um, been a licensed financial professional since 1996. I know I only, I only look like I'm 35, but I've been in there, you know, a, a little bit. Don't let the gray hair fool you. Listen, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I got into this business, especially um, the, the really the financial strategy part of it. The short answer to that is because there's a need for financial literacy, especially in our community. But let me let me start really just by sharing a little bit of my story that what really got me so focused on um, the financial arena. Mm-hmm. And um, let me ask you, Carol, have you ever experienced an eclipse darkness in the middle of the day? Uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, were we or are we talking about literally? Were we? Anyone. Have you ever experienced that? Well, absolutely. absolutely. Well, guess what? That's, um, you know, well, in like in 2000. I think it was, yeah, 2004, I was soaring financially and professionally. You know, I had a profitable insurance agency. My kids were in private school. I knew how to make money and was teaching my agents how to make money. You know, I was on that trajectory to be a millionaire. You know, I felt like I was financially savvy. I really thought, Carol, I knew it all. You know, I thought I was doing it all even, you know, to save money, you know, limit my credit usage and just be a good steward, not realizing that I didn't know enough. And the wealthy guys, interestingly enough, the wealthy guys in the industry 
that I knew, they all talked about their boats, you know, their cars, their houses. We, we all talked about that stuff, but none of them were showing me how to shift, grow, and protect my money. Mm. So consequently, in 2008, everything changed. Mm, 2008. <laughs> yes, 2008, everything changed. You know, my business took a huge financial hit. And after running through my savings, I was now faced with the reality, Carol, of what to do next to take care of my family. I had a wife and two teenagers. Okay. So in the process, I, and during that time, in the process, I had to walk away from a 4,300 square foot home, move to another state, and reinvent myself as a motivational speaker and trainer. Oh, wow. Now, I I vividly recall during that season, you know, being a um, speaker at an association event. Now, I came dressed to the nine, you know, ready to deliver my gift at around 10 a.m. And then what happened was, as I was speaking, the audience was cheering, and afterwards, numerous of them came up to me and complimented me on my message. And guess what happened? I then got into my minivan. Yes, I had a minivan at the time. <laughs> the minivan <laughs> Nothing time. wrong with that. Hey, you know, we had to do what we had to do. Now, remember that eclipse I mentioned earlier? Yes, yes, indeed. Well, that day for me and my family, we experienced an eclipse, absolute darkness. Because when I got home, I turned the key in the door. And when I entered the house, everything was dark in the middle of the day. Now, here I was after making hundreds of thousands of dollars, Carol, standing in a room with no electricity. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That that time right there was a low for me. That was our eclipse. And I never wished that for another family. And it was a few years later that I met one of my financial mentors. And after sharing with him my journey, he told me, he said, Al, it's not that you were doing anything wrong. It's just that you did not know your options. Mm. And it was then through him and the opportunity he shared with me that I received a financial education that no school, businesses, or job ever taught me. And I got a degree in accounting. My degree is in accounting and no job, no school, and no business ever taught me. And then after learning what I could have prevented had I known, Carol, Mm-hmm. That's why I'm now on a mission to raise the level of financial literacy of those in my sphere of influence by educating, empowering, and enlightening others so that no family ever has to experience an eclipse due to financial hardship. Sure. See, Carol, I was a victim of it. And now because of what I know, I'm now a victor from it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that is why I'm so focused on helping whoever is willing to win the financial game of life and change their family's trajectory for generations to come. Al, let me ask you, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes we make financially? I think one of the biggest mistakes we make financially is not knowing how money works. Uh Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, in this country, This is Black History Month, so I'm going to just share some things about us, right? Unfortunately, in this country, we as as Blacks in this country are the biggest consumers, but the smallest producers. Mm. So let me let me let me just give you a a little bit of an example. Um, In 2020, I think it was 2022, CNN did a did a did a report, 
that talks about the net worth of a black family in America in 2022 was guess how much money, Carol? How much? $45,000. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. The average average net worth of a black family in America in 2022 was $45,000. Family. Family. Oh, not individual. Family. Family. Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh. So compared to a a, a Hispanic family in America, theirs was 66. Now imagine that. What? (laughs) Now, Oh, we, we, this is what really, they, the, the survey was about America's racial wealth gap. And a white family in America, guess what's their average net income? Go on and tell us. $285,000. That's six times more than a black family in America. Yeah. And then I went one step further and found out, okay, what is the average Asian American net income in America? And this was $536,000, Carol. What? Now, understand that most Asians in this country are usually are at a higher income rate and they have less poverty. So that kind of brings it up. But that's that $536,000, that's 12 times better of an African-American family or black family. That's horrible. Can you now see why I'm on this mission to educate, especially this being Black History Month, to educate our, uh, our our community and all communities, but especially our community about how money works and, and to be a little bit more astute and raise up their level of financial literacy. Because we've been taught some things, Carol, mm. that we've been just doing and never knowing the reason behind why we're doing it. Right. <laughs> it sort of reminds me, you probably heard the story uh, about the man who married to this lady and and the way she was cooking the ham. Have you ever heard that ham story? No. Okay, so this man was um, married this lady and, he, and she used to cut the butt off of the ham, right? Okay. And so the husband's like, babe, why do you keep up, cutting the butt off the ham? And the, the, the wife was like, baby, that's the way you cook a ham. That's the way my mother cook a ham and that's the way a ham is made. So he just was wondering. So he went over his mother-in-law's house for Christmas. And then... He asked his mother-in-law, he said, mother-in-law, um, you know, I noticed that my, my baby, my wife, when she cooks the ham, she keeps cutting the butt off the ham. And the wife interrupted and said, hey, Ma, would you tell him, you keep talking about the way I cut it, cook a ham, would you tell him that's the way you bake a ham and that's the way a ham is baked? And the mother looked at her and said, baby, the only reason why I was cutting the butt off the ham is because my pan was too small. Oh, oh, wow. She was cutting the ham, not knowing the reason. She just thought that's what you do. Is it possible, Carol, mm. that $45,000 is a net income is because we've been living life the way we thought we should and never asked why we're living life that way? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. That just hit me in a whole nother way. Yes. And yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So when we talk about, you know, you know, your question, if I remember your question is, what's the number one problem that we have yes. as it relates to money? It's not knowing how money works. So let me, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little pumped up. So I, I get, I get a lot of energy when I, when I, when I bring it, bring it. We're all family telling we're ready for it. We are all ears right now. So, so let me, let me explain something to you. Okay. First of all, I want to use a disclaimer. I am not a CPA or tax expert and I'm not a lawyer. So 
I'm going to be talking to you with your listeners and you tonight about the at things at 20,000 feet. Okay. So I'm not going down to 1,000 feet. So if, if you all have questions going to 1,000 feet, we'd have to talk individually. Okay. okay. So okay. now first thing I want to understand that wealth is not an amount. Wealth is a mindset. Once you have the right mindset, it will pretty much affect various areas in your life. Now, the same goes for wealth. When you have the right mindset about money, you'll see your financial situation change. That is one of the reasons, and this is a cheap plug, uh, but this is one of the reasons I wrote the, the book, Aiming High Thoughts, Quotes and Phase, um, um, Phrases for the Business of Life, because so that people can develop the right mindset about business relationships in various parts of their lives and, and, and also, I finished it in 2022 after coming out of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask how, how, it, how you were affected. Yes, yes. So, so what ended up happening when I came out of the pandemic, I realized that having the right mindset will determine the, how successful I am, regardless of how much money I have or don't have. My mindset. Go ahead. Yeah, I, you know what? I've not asked anyone else this, but I'm finding it necessary to ask you in this moment. If you do not have an entrepreneurial spirit or if you're not business minded, are, are you still able to make money? Yes, because when I hear someone says that if you're not business minded or entrepreneurial, I have to ask you the question, what do you define as entrepreneurial and business minded? Well, I'm thinking uh, and I thought I would ask that just in case because someone may be saying, well, I, you know, I don't I don't have a business. I don't have a business that I'm starting or thinking of, of beginning or creating. Um, so that's from where that came. Uh, me thinking in, in the event, any of our family members are thinking that, well, I don't have a business that I'm starting. I don't have a business that I'm a part of or, or you know, when I think being an entrepreneur, that's what I think personally. So I was thinking, you know, for someone else in this well, instance. Well, guess what? Um, those are those are those are excellent uh, excellent question. And when if somebody, the reason why I would ask that question because somebody asked me, "Well, I'm not business minded, I'm an entrepreneur." You'd be surprised at what you are that mm -hmm. you don't believe you are. Mm -hmm. they, I agree with that. You know, we all have gifts, so I, I agree on, with on. that. I agree. Let me tell you something. God never created a what you call it. He sure. Oh. Mm. Yes, you are. You are right about that. <laughs> Everyone was created for a purpose and on purpose, regardless of how you came to this earth. Mm. If you came, if you came as a product of a loving, healthy mother and father, or you came as a product of a rape, or you came to a product of a, a adoption, you were here because there was a purpose for you. Now mm. you're taking me somewhere. So let me just let me just tell you this. Mm -hmm. When you think about how you were able to come here. That means that you beat a lot of people, a lot of people inside your father mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get here. So that means you're a fast runner. How about that? How about that? How so about guess what? You won just the fact that you were able to inhale and exhale. So don't let anybody ever tell you that you are a loser. Mm -hmm. Don't let, like let anybody tell you that you cannot change your family trajectory and, 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 and be able to change your last name. Mm. So when they hear your last name, they hear positivity or not. Yeah, remember the remember the Riddicks, remember the Pearsons. No, when they hear your name, you can be the one to change it. So that yeah, shoot, are you are you a part of the Riddick Riddick clan? Are you part mm -hmm. of the Pearson clan? Oh man, mm -hmm. they like that. They like that. 
Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, listen. Yes. Yes. Well, I want to share because our family members are talking. Henry shares information and education are everything. Black people have a $1.6 trillion economy every year. We have to learn to be on one accord. Harriet Tubman said it best when she said she could have freed more slaves if they just knew that they were slaves. Their mindset was wrong. I, that yes, yes, yes. And I, I remind myself of that quote, quite honestly. Um, our beloved and beautiful Miss Rosalind, she shares that she got a ninth grade education, but she made sure all of her children were educated and she is proud of what they've become. She shares now it's her turn. She is the now. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And Eric shares. Hello, Mr. Pearson. Welcome to the platform. How important is knowing your credit score? Um, he shares he could name about 10 people of various nationalities and six of the 10 have no idea what their credit score is and or what it represents. And uh, uh, to that question, Ms. Rosalind shares, she just loves you. She loves you. So, <laughs> so to Eric's question about knowing your uh, credit score and how important it is. OK, well, when you talk about your credit score. You know, the, I'm old enough to know the song that talks about cream, cash room, mm-hmm. everything around me. Some, mm-hmm. you know, somebody mm-hmm. in soul said they, they I, like, I love gospel, but I'm a product, I'm a, I'm a son of hip hop, you know. Mm, I, that was James. James said hip hop, bring back the positive yeah. hip hop. Cash so, rules, everything around me. I remember so that. It, it is, there are situations where debt is not only a necessity, but potentially smart. Okay. Oh, I understand that. Okay. Yeah. So because debt really can provide flexibility and convenience that can help you manage your money and provide for your lifestyle needs. Now, there are bad uses of debt and good uses of debt. Now, good uses of debt are things like if you're purchasing your home or you're purchasing appreciation, appreciating asset or investment or you're investing in education because you plan on getting some returns. Mm-hmm. Now, bad uses of debt are using credit cards to pay off your lifestyle or to fund your lifestyle or to use credit cards to pay for credit cards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or to use credit cards for depreciating asset. So the, the key, as he's talking about your credit score, is good to analyze your debt because all debt, good and bad, must be analyzed together for proper debt management. Better debt management means that you have better cash flow and better financial planning. Now, when you talk about debt management, it starts with examining your, your existing debt. Now, you should, I would recommend that you examine each individual debt as your total overall debt. So, so if I might interject for one moment, just to, uh, to Eric's point, it's important to know your credit score and to, to couple that with what you're saying, because then that way you'll, you'll be better able to navigate and know in which ways you can use you can use your you know your debt uh, in a good or or for the good or the, the positive way. Um, family, listen, it's time for us to take a commercial break. I lost track of time because I'm so engrossed in this conversation, as I imagine you are too. <laughs> Stay with us though, because we are coming. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD Progressive Black Talk Media. Hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are talking with Al Pearson, who is a financial strategist. And before the commercial break, Eric asked a question about credit scores. 
Um, I was sharing with Al that, you know, what we were going to pivot when we came back. But you know what, Al? I think we're going to stay on this train. I think we are. I think we should. Because um, I, I want to add to that conversation. Uh, I would like to know how important it is to build a healthy credit profile. And, and what are some practices people can do to achieve a healthy credit profile? Well, one of the things to, to, to understand about credit profile, not knowing is worse than not fixing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, um, I'm going to say us guys, a lot of us guys don't want to go to the doctor because we don't want to know. Right, right, right. Until something happens and it's too late. So your credit profile is your resume for the things you want to purchase in the future. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know your resume, they're going to pull it and be like, no, nah, you're not worth it. Mm-hmm. You're not worth it. So it's good to at least know so that you can work on it. And so one of the ways, some, some of the things to, to, to build a better profile is, you know, we've all heard of pay down your debt. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. before you pay down your debt, you always want to pay yourself first. I tell some of my clients that, you know, even if you spend, put all your money to pay down your debt and something happened to you, your, those debtors aren't going to care about how you're feeling. Well, that's true. So you, the, the goal is to simultaneous, pay yourself first while you're simultaneously working on a, a, a debt elimination strategy. So it's very important to do that. Pay, and then pay down the highest credit, the highest interest rate first. Mm-hmm. See, let, let, let me, I know we, let me, let me just, let me just go back to something. And it's going to really speak to Eric's question about debt because sometimes we have debt because we don't understand how money works. So let me, let me just share with you, um, the, this, the, this not theory, but this principle. You ever heard about the rule of 72? No. Okay. I've, Okay, yeah. the rule of 72 is really how, how, how money works. Now, it said it really it goes like this by divide, take 72 and divide it by the annual interest rate that is, that is charged. And then you, that calculate how many years it takes for your money to double. Oh. So let's say, for instance, somebody just easy math. Let me do simple math so I don't have to bring out my calculator. Let's just <laughs> say, for instance, um, somebody's 29 years old and they put just a one time $10,000 in a vehicle that's giving them 1%. That means if I divide 72 into one, that's 72 years. That means that they won't be able to live long enough to see that money double. Well, Carol, how much is the bank paying you an interest on your money? Not enough. Less than 1%. So just imagine why most of us keep our money in the bank because we just don't know our options. Mm-hmm. Now, some say some some CDs may be, like I said, some CDs may be giving you four or five percent, but let's say they're giving you four percent. If I had to buy four into 72 and that same 29 year old put ten thousand dollars into a, something that's giving them four percent, that means every 18 years it's doubling. Mm-hmm. So if they're 29, by the time they're 65, that ten thousand dollars just turned to forty thousand dollars. Well, imagine if they were getting something that was 12 or 10%. If I divide 72 into 10, that's some, every 7.2 years, their money is doubled. That means that the same $10,000 that they put in at 29, by the time they retired at 65, they had $320,000. See? So um, I'm sure you heard of Albert Einstein, right? I have. 
Well, Albert Einstein said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it, and he who doesn't pays it. So let's look at that rule of 72 we just talked about mm-hmm. in terms of earning money. What's the average rate on a credit card? I don't even know. Let's say it's 27%. Some credit cards are 30%. Oh. Now that, see, now that same principle, talking to Eric, the same principle applies with credit cards that if they're, the buy So they're, they're, that's why you can never pay your credit card paying the more, the, the minimum payments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you understand how money works, then you don't look at a credit card and be like, man, I got, I got 10,000, um, I got a ten thousand dollar limit. I'm good. No, you're not. No. At, at, at that at that limit, that five thousand at that limit is continually being taxed at twenty seven percent. You are not good. You are not good. So once you understand that, and you look, so now you look for vehicles that will give you a higher return because it, it allows your money to grow a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Listen, Ms. Lily, I'm with you. She was going to say 15%. I was thinking, when you said, I said, I don't know. Go look at them. Go look at them. And, 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 and look, that 15 or that 10% or that 11%, they call that introductory rate. That's how they get you. Yes. And here, how else they get you? Now, I'm not going to bash credit cards because, you know, when it's, it's, it's not, credit cards aren't bad. A lack of discipline is. Mm. That right there. So let me tell you, credit cards aren't bad. Lack of this, there's a lot of people who use credit cards to pay it off every month. That is, they're not, they're not living bad. Now, so, so what, what the thing is when we understand that, that we'll never be able to pay that off, we hurt ourselves. Well, let me, let me address this because, um, as Rosalind shares, um, that's the way to build up your credit. The less you pay, the more, the more credit you earn. That's what, that's what she was always told. Say it again. I, I believe I did. Miss Rosalind, help me in, in the event I did not read that correctly. She writes, um, that will build up your credit. The less you pay, the more credit you earn. That's what she was always told. Let me tell you, this is in my experience. When creditors look at your credit, mm-hmm. they look at the amount of credit you have available. That's how they determine your credit score. So if, if, if you have five, let's say you have three credit cards and they're all $10,000 limit each. And most of them are $8,000 that you use upon it. Mm-hmm. You basically, of that $30,000, you only have $6,000 available. That's not a good risk for, for, a, for a loan. They look at your credit to debt ratio. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you have a credit card, when you're paying it on time, that's how you build your credit. The fact that you're paying it and you're not maxing it out, because if you're maxing it out, that's saying to the creditors that you, you don't have good money management and you are higher risk. That doesn't build your credit. That actually hurts your credit. Now, not paying on time. Oh, this is another, this is another trick that some of the creditors um, do with introductory rate. They give it an introductory rate. Then they said, okay, after that, it's, let's say 50%. But then if you read that little fine point print, it says if you're ever late, they can drop it to the highest amount APL. Mm-hmm. I have I saw that. I did see that. I did see that. And when you look at that, that's 29%. That, mm. 
Family. Look at me. I'm all carried away in this conversation once again. Um, hello, 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 and welcome to you. If you have just joined us, you are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are talking with Al Pearson in this hour. He is a financial strategist and he is talking with us about money, 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 money. You don't think I didn't see your uh, post, Malcolm. It's a dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're talking about. But we're talking about managing money in a healthy space. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about try, try, trying to do so. Um, but I'm, I'm so curious to know for those of us, for those of our family members who are saying, all right, I hear everything you're saying. I hear everything you're talking about and I'm aware of that. Well, what can I do? What what do I invest in? What do I invest in to, to begin a healthy financial journey? Okay. So you want to invest in part of knowing how money works is knowing how money grows and how money's taxed. Mm-hmm. So there's three ways that money grows. It grows fixed. It grows variable. Fixed means that whatever they give you, that interest, they, that's going to grow. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And variable means that it goes up and down based on the market. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is called index. Index is where you get the upside growth and, and downside protection. So when the market goes down, you don't lose your money. Mm-hmm. But when it goes up, you get to participate in some of that growth. And I will tell you, a lot of wealthy people have those kind of investments. Sure. Well, that it sounds the the smartest of the three to me. <laughs> yes, but we some people. I didn't even know those options when I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars, Kara. Well, that makes sense. Well, again, that makes so much sense to me because we we don't really know, and I mean, as Black people, we don't. We a lot of us are uneducated, as we've already stated. We're uneducated, and then uh, uh, those of us that there are. We, we don't we don't always know how to share because some of us are not open to the conversation as well. Some of us are not open to it. Um, I do want to share our family members are talking. Drina shares. Hi, they're beautiful. She shares that she's watching from the sweetest sides of Detroit, Michigan. Hey there, Drina. Thank you for joining us. Harry shares. Hey, y'all. I am late. But guess what? I'm here. That's right. Harry Wims. That's right. That's all we're asking for. Chris. Chris Murray. Hi there, our beloved. He asks, is it too late for me to save for retirement in my late 50s and early 60s? Well, well, I'm going to just be transparent with you and say no, because guess what? I'm in my late 50s, believe it or not. And we have clients that, um, that, that, that are in their 50s and 60s. And so let me, let me just share with you. I'm going I'm to speak directly to that right now by saying how money is taxed. Okay. Now, there's three ways that money is taxed. Money is taxed um, annually, what we call taxable. So you can invest in something that's taxable, right? Like, like a bank account, a okay. savings account. You know, whatever you get, you've got to pay that every year. Then the next bucket, you have tax deferred. And so taxes are assessed when you withdraw the money, like your 401k, like your TSP, like your IRA, some annuities and pension plans. You defer your taxes, what I call tax procrastination, because, Carol, do you think taxes are going to be higher in the future or less? Higher. So why is it why is it that we were taught to put money in vehicles that is tax deferred? And guess what? Go ahead. 
because they are making money off of our money that we can. <laughs> that's why. I'm, I'm not gonna go that deep. I could, but I'm not. You're not gonna pull me in there. The truth I'm, is truth. Okay, <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so check this out. The thing is, if it's tax deferred and you're paying money on the interest, well, guess what? Why would you want to pay? Put all your money. The key is diversification and investing. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that any one vehicle is the one only one you should use. I'm I'm educating us so that we'll know that there are options that we can diversify our portfolio. See, if you only have one car outside and that car break down, now you start, you got to get your Uber. Mm. But if you have multiple vehicles, you're like, oh, you know what, I'll put that in the shop while I drive this. And you're not depending on somebody else's vehicle to take you where you need to go. You have your own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like a black woman when I was like this. You know? yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. And then, and then the third way um, money is taxed is called tax advantage. Now, tax advantage, what happened is during accumulation and dis- distribution, it's usually tax exempt. You don't pay taxes on it. Okay. And those are like Roth IRAs, uh, cash accumulation and certain uh, an insurance policy, you know, executive bonus plans. This is what the wealthy 5% have been using to build wealth for generations. So I want to I want to share something with you. So Ms. Rosalind was sharing that most wealthy people use credit cards, pay for everything, not debit cards. That's how they that's how they they make do. And Ms. Lilly shares that a few months ago a report was released stating that at least twenty five percent of the population are living off their credit cards. I imagine everybody took a hit, a huge hit, you know, and they're still trying to swim out from the pandemic. And Harry shares a thank you for sharing fixed. Variables and index. I, I did, now I was aware of fixed and variable, but not index. I was not aware at all, not at, at all. And then Harry follows up by saying, "I got it. Eggs in many baskets." I, now, Harry, am I right about that? Because I'm imagining you were saying, "I got it." You saw the thumbs up. I put that up too. So <laughs> that's what I imagine that meant. Family, hey there. Um, it's time for us to take uh, a short commercial break. We're talking about how money is taxed. We're we're listen. We're talking about a lot of things right now. You hear me? We're talking about so much in this moment, but it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. And as you know, the conversation is going to continue. Um, When we come back from commercial break, we're going to continue this. But also, Al, you did not tell us from where we could get your book or what we can expect to find when we get the book. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to we're going to tackle all of that too. Okay, because we want to know. So family. yeah. Family, know that the phone lines uh, are... Well, actually, Nick has a question before we go to commercial break. Nick? Nick? Uh, not, not so much a question. We had a, a caller who, who just wanted to mention that your guest here is right on the money, uh, especially with the 72 rule. He believed that the rule itself should be taught in schools and high schools so that young people understand how this rule works. Uh, but he said that it worked for himself and that he wants to see more of our people adopt it. Mm. Mm. First of all, thank you so much. Thank you, Nick, for sharing that, for relaying that. And thank you, caller, for calling to share that. Thank you so much for that. Um, so on, on that note, we're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back, Al, you done held the book up and everything and didn't tell us where we could get it from. And then he said it so fast, the title of it beat you with a wet noodle. Family, stay with us because we're coming 
right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I think I know. Welcome back, family. You are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are talking with Al Pearson, who is a financial strategist, amongst many other things. But he is here tonight educating us, and he is continuing his mission to make sure we are in the know and uh, that we make our money multiply and that we are educated while doing so. So first, thank you for that, Al. But you shared earlier about your book titled Aiming High, Thoughts, Quotes, and Phrases for the Business of Life. Can you talk with us first about what we can expect uh, to read when we purchase your book? And then can you tell us how we can get it? Absolutely. Well, this is my book. I don't know if the lighting is good, but this is it right here. Um, And what happens is over the last probably 20 years of me speaking, training, and coaching, Mm -hmm. um, people would ask me, man, where do you get that from? Wait, wait. Uh, and because I used to come up with these weird phrase, not weird, but unique phrases mm-hmm. to help people lock in on mindset. And so it was this, this actually, I was doing a training one time and this girl said, do you have these written down somewhere? I was like, no. She said, well, look, if you don't, if you don't write them down, I'm going to use them and write a book. And that, that was the inspiration for me, you know, the competitor in me is right. to start um, <laughs> codifying them and, and getting cataloged them, I should say, and putting them together. So this this book right here is over 10 years to 15 years of various sayings that I've that a God has really just uh, downloaded on me. Mm-hmm. And and, and it, it, it speaks to um, different quotes. Um, one of the biggest um, compliments I got was that someone who had the books wrote said it's like reading a modern day proverb. Mm. So it has various different, when you pick this book up, it helps you with your mindset, how you see things. Because I believe that your perception, your perspective is from your vantage point, from where you see a thing, but your mm-hmm. perception is how you see a thing and your performance is how you respond. Mm-hmm. So if your perception is off, your perception, if your perspective is off, your perception is going to be off and then how you respond is going to be off. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this book has a lot of, uh, quotes, um, and I call them acronyms, which is, which is a take on acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> let me give you, let me give you one of them. One of my acronyms is called HERO, H-E-R-O. And a hero is someone who has the heart to engage regardless of the obstacle. Oh, I like that. Al. Okay. That's an acronym. Okay. There, so you, that's, so the book will give you these kind of things because sometimes one of the things I wrote this the way that I like to sometimes read books is that sometimes I would read books and it took 300 pages to get a hundred pages of information. Al, listen, because I am an avid reader, that burns me. Okay, (laughs) wait a minute. Oh, you know what? Before I ask you anything else, um, is the book available as an audio book as well? Not yet. And and it it will hopefully within the next six months or so, um, it'll be available in an audio book. But right now you can get it on amazon.com. And if you look up Al Pearson, it'd probably be under my, my government name, Al Dean Pearson, A-L-D-E-A-N um, Pearson. But you'll, you'll see it and it's available. And it has quotes about life, um, relational quotes, um, inspirational quotes, food for thought. So it has a chock full of over 350 quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that that can really inspire you. And I found that um, a lot of young people have been liking the book. Wow. And this one guy told me, I was like, why are these young people liking the book? He said, your book reads like a TikTok. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't have to sit and read a whole bunch of stuff. I can get what I need and go. <laughs> I was like, I like a TikTok. I like that though. I, I'm not mad at that at all. Me neither. I like that. I like that. Well, you know, because we live in such a fast paced world. So I don't mind, you know, some pieces of information, especially if they're helpful, when you've got a helpful piece of information and it's quick, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Um, you know what, family, I want to make sure in the event you all have any any additional questions or, or, or anything that you want to address with Al in this moment, because we only have a few moments left, a few minutes left in this hour. Um, so I want to, to make some room for that. Just to let you know, in the event you want to call and, and, and ask your question, you can do so by dialing 215-634-8065. You can even call toll-free by dialing 1-866-361-0900. Al, do you have a website? No, I don't have a website that they can contact me. But what they can do is they can either email me at Newberg, email our office at Newberg Financials, at gmail.com or they can call. You, know you can't talk so fast, Al. You know, you uh, can't say that. that New birth financials. With right there, it's on the screen. Yes. New birth financials at gmail.com. I had, mm-hmm. I've been talking Some about of my family before. members are listening and okay. are not watching. So, you know, I yes. want to make sure they, they too receive the, the, the necessary information. So that is new birth financials. That's plural with an yes. S. At gmail.com. And, and that's they, all one, one word, no underscores, no underscore. New birth financials. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. And they can also, you know, if they have any questions, they can also call my office at 202. 202-702. 702-750-1184. <laughs> There you have it. Family, I put that in the chat too. I did put awesome, that in the chat. Awesome. See that? Ad? Listen now. We like, listen, we pay attention and we want oh, to get the information. Let me tell you, my wife gets on me about that all the time because <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm so, I, I talk fast just by in general. Uh, so I have to sometimes slow my brain down. Uh, so, so I totally get it. There's so much information that you're trying to impart. So I overstand. Uh, you're like you're trying to get it out, and your mind is racing, and then your mouth is trying to catch up. <laughs> you're yeah. like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Absolutely. So, family, um, I want to make sure uh, as we're wrapping up, I want to be sure you have the number. The number is two zero two seven five zero one one eight four. Al Pearson, P E A R S O N. So, when you're looking for the book online, you'll know as well. Al Dean. Pearson is his full name, A-L-D-E-A-N, first name, last name, P-E-A-R-S-O-N. We're going to go to the phone lines because Angela is joining us from Florida. Hi there, Angela. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Hello. Um, I have a question for Al. Um, I'm glad I'm listening to this program because I have, say, I have $100,000 and I'm about to put it in a high yield savings account. But you mentioned about maybe putting it in somewhere better where I can get more money than a set higher savings account. Yes, ma'am. 
Um, you can you can give our office a call and we can give you some options because I want to look at your whole picture, not just it's a piece of your picture. So we want to look at your whole picture to actually give you the best option. Um, and, and so I think, think if you get reach out to our office, one of our team members will be able to help you with that. Okay, how do I get your number? It's 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 you can either call us at 202-750-1184. That's 202-750-1184 or you can email us at newbirth that's n e w b i r t h financials with an s at gmail.com and just state what you want um you need you need help with and we'll get back with you. Al, will you okay. talk with Angela? Will you Absolutely. talk with her Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just, just when, Angela, when you call and or leave a message, just say, I want to speak with Al Pearson. Okay. Wonderful. Thank I'll, you. I'll reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Al, listen, you know, we want personal attention. We don't want to hear you on the show or see you on the show and then call the office and say, now, wait, who is this? If they ask, if they ask me, I would do my, <laughs> my, my endeavored best to to personally help them, especially if they speak out on the, on the call. Okay. We was, we, okay. And that's all we can do is ask. And we appreciate that. We appreciate the effort. You know, we do. Al, I'm looking at the time and here we are nearing. Oh, heavens to Mercury. Liz, I want to know though, will you come back with us and continue to help us and educate us? Yes. Yes, I will. And I want to, I want to leave this being black history month. I want to leave a gift. Oh, we love gifts. Okay. I want to leave two gifts. First, I want to leave you with what I call the 10 rules of money. Okay. Okay, so y'all can write this down. 10 rules of money is one, we talked about this, to pay yourself first. Yes. Pay yourself first. Rule number two is to always have a savings or emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Always have a savings or emergency fund. Number three, and this is a big one for our community, spend less than what you earn. Oh, put an asterisk by that one. <laughs> Spend less than what you earn. <laughs> Number four, don't be a slave to money. Mm. Don't be a slave to money. Mm. Number five, I feel like I'm doing the, the uh, Tonight Show top 10. Number, sure? five, <laughs> Number five, always make money work for you. Oh. That's why we need you, Al. Well, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Number six, give every dollar a job. Oh, okay. You know, like you're cleaning up your house. They taught it E-H-A-H. Everything has a home. Yes. Everything has a home. Okay. So give every dollar a job. Number seven, learn how to invest. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Not just invest, but learn how to invest. Remember, we talked about the three ways money works. Once you understand the way three ways money works, now you know how to invest. Right. Number eight, learn how to make money passively. Yes. That's 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 being a business owner. Number nine, keep your finance organized. It's a game. Learn how it works. Mm, Learn how to play it. (laughs) Yes. And number 10, remember. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. Oh, what you own. Oh, make. All right. And and, and oh, before, I can, before I give you the second gift, I want to mention something that you speak to something you mentioned earlier, and I don't think we gave it enough attention. Okay. Probably about, we've got two minutes left. Yeah, about business. Owners. I understand that 
even if you have a nine to five W-2, you want to get into a 1099 situation. Okay. Because when you're a W-2, you, you make money, you get taxed, and then you spend what's left. But when you're 1099, you make money, you spend money, and then you pay taxes on what's left. That's how successful business owners work. Okay. So, so our firm actually is looking for leaders that want to be business owners and not only a salesperson. And if that sounds like any of your listeners, they can call our office and we can qualify them to start on a part-time basis. Okay. And, and the last gift I want to give you is for the first, now for the first, there's going to be a lot of work, but it's for the first 75 listeners. Okay. First 75 listeners that email or call us saying they heard me on WURD or my friend heard me on WURD and would like to know more about the financial options, mm-hmm. I, I or my team will give them a complimentary free financial review. And that's an 800 or to $1,500 value. What? Angela, did you hear that? Okay. All right. Family, did you hear that? Al? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Family, you already know. Family, just praise God from whom all blessings flow. As we wrap tonight's episode, I just want to say thank you to each and every single soul and spirit that contributed to tonight's episode. Thank you. Thank you to our callers. Thank you to those of you who commented on our socials. Um, thank you, Al, for sharing your time, your energy, your space, your spirit, your knowledge, uh, your, te- your attention even with us um, and your expertise. Happy birthday once again to all of our birthday love bugs, especially Karen, Tiffany Bacon, Tiffany Bacon's mother. Um, thank you to the entire WURD family. Family, God loves you and so do I. Um, remember that we're all in this together. Uh, um, be good to you, but be good to those around you, please. Have a great rest of your night and be sure to join me Monday through Thursday, 7 till 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM and online at wordradio.com. 